And we're about to get started with service. All right, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the village. We're so glad to have you here. Again, we're so glad to have you here at the Village Church where our mission is to know Jesus, to enjoy Jesus, and to glorify Jesus. Amen. Our vision is broken people coming together to embrace and extend Jesus' love. Um, if this is your first time here, please uh, scan our, the QR code, which is in our, uh, our bulletin. It's right there on the front. Um, by scanning the QR code, it allows you to connect to all online information about our church, the giving of tithes of, and offerings, and along with our social media platforms, all in one convenient place. Guests, uh, please click on the uh, menu item for first-time guests. Um, at the Village Church, we believe that the giving of tithes and offerings is an act of worship. And you may give to the vision and mission of the church online, or you may mail a check to our address, which is 2103 uh, Virginia Boulevard. Or after service, you may drop your offering off in the designated area in the back of the sanctuary. Uh, Today, we welcome Reverend Mike Jones from Harvest Community Church to our pulpit today. We're glad to have you, brother. Uh, Today, after worship, um, there's an Enter the Village class in the Annex. The Teague Village Group will be in the church house. And the Bricker Village group will be in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, Some important dates and reminders. Monday, January 16th, the church office is closed. Tuesday, January 17th, Women's Fellowship is at 530, followed by Bible study. And Thursday, January 19th, the Goodson uh, Men's Group meets in the church house at 5 p.m. Saturday, January 21st, uh, there's a uh, workday scheduled. Please see flock note for more information. And also the uh, TVC Women's Ministry is hosting a morning craft event on January the 28th from 9 to 12 at the church. Please come and enjoy some breakfast, creativity, and fellowship. And uh, they will do some embroidery on journals. That sounds fun. And the youth are also uh, welcome to that event. Save the date. February the 12th um, uh, is the uh, chili cook-off. And there will be more uh, details and sign-ups to come later. These are our announcements. Please govern yourselves accordingly. Now let's go to the Lord and worship. Amen. Y'all please stand with us as we sing this song. It says, Hallelujah, you have won the victory. Amen. How many of you know that God has already won the victory here on earth? Amen. Hallelujah, 
today our call to worship comes from Isaiah 12, 1 through 6. And it says, you will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you are angry with me, your anger turned away that you might confront me. Everyone said together, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord is my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name. Make me known his deeds among the people. Proclaim that his name is exalted. Let's all say together. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, the great in the midst of your holy. Amen. Jehovah, there's no 
this morning. Y'all look beautiful. Let's get our Lord in praise. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in the earth. You've displayed your splendor above the heavens. When we consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained. What is man that you 
take thought of him in the son of man that you care for him you've measured the waters in the hollow of your hand and marked off the heavens by the span and calculated the dust of the earth by the measure when we lift up our eyes on high we see who has created these stars you are the one that leads forth their host by number you call them all by name because of the greatness of your might and your strength not one of them is missing O Lord thank you we praise you in Jesus we praise you for your work and creation for we know that by you all things were created in heaven and earth visible, invisible whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority all things have been created through you for you by you you are before all things and you hold all things together Father, we give thanks to you for we, for you have created us beautifully and wonderfully. You inclined to us and heard our cry. You brought us up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay. You set our feet upon a rock. You've put a new song in our mouth, a song of praise to our God. May many see and fear and trust in the Lord. These things we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are able, please stand for the reading of God's Word. Our scripture today comes from Genesis verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1. Listen for the Word of God. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. This is the word of the Lord.
Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father God, we do thank you that you are great. You are awesome. You have established your throne in the heavens and your sovereignty rules over all. Father, I thank you that you're the great I am. That you're whatever your people need when they need it. Your word tells us that we're to be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. That we're to let our requests or make our let our requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You tell us in your word that prayers and supplications need to be made for all men. You tell us in your word that men ought always to pray and not faint. You tell us in your word that until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask that you might receive that your joy may be made full. Father, it could be that we are a people who are discouraged now. Father, give us your encouragement. Uh, Restore to us the joy of our salvation. It could be that we're a people in need. Father, we thank you that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And that that David says, and and we pray that in our hearts as David prayed, "I, I once was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging for bread. Father, it could be that we're a people in need of, of, of restored relationships with family and friends. Father, we thank you that you're the God of reconciliation. And we pray, Father, for that. Lord, we pray for this church. We pray that you continue to keep your hand on it. We pray, Father, for Pastor Alex and the elders of this church and the leadership of this church. We pray, Father, that they would be men of God that they would continue to be men of your word and men of prayer, men who would be your shepherds according to your heart. Father, we thank you that you will do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything that we could ask or think. We thank you that you sit high and you look low. We thank you that you meet needs, Father, and that you are a good God. Father, we pray for revival and spiritual awakening, not only in the village church, but throughout Huntsville. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Won't you say amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. Uh, Brother Marcus, there's a fan on over here. I don't think I need that. Maybe later. If you see fiery tongues, you can turn it back on. All right. Well, good morning, church. You could do better than that. I drove all the way from Birmingham. Good morning, church. Good morning. It is good to be with you today, giving honor to Pastor Alex and the elders of this church. It is my pleasure to to come and 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 give the word of God today. I uh, uh, there are about four or five churches where I have relationships with the pastor, and they invite me to come and preach. And sometimes I get invited more than once. I think because they want me to get it right. But uh, uh, I'll tell you, as I tell my four daughters, uh, I don't play favorites, but y'all know the deal. Y'all know the deal. Uh, Let the church say amen. Amen. Well, uh, I know that tomorrow is the MLK uh, holiday, and I flirted with the idea of giving an MLK sermon or something like that. But uh, the Lord laid on my heart that 
uh, I'm to continue to talk about what we've been talking about in our church. I know this is the third Sunday in the month of January, but the Lord has placed upon my heart to talk on the subject today, getting off to a good start. I know it's January the 15th, but all of us need to get off to a good start. How many know that getting off to a good start is so very important? That first meeting, that first interview, that first relationship. Uh, once you first get married, it's important to get off to uh, a good start. I remember uh, Pastor Jimmy Evans, uh, who does a lot of teaching on marriage, he says that, and I agree, he says that whenever you are having a difficult conversation or you need to have a difficult conversation with someone, the first three minutes of that conversation sets the tone for the rest of the conversation. If you start off antagonistic, it will be antagonistic. If you start off offending, it will be an offensive conversation throughout. But if you start off with it being a, a time of, of comfort, you know, in Proverbs it says a, that a kind word t- turns away wrath. And so it, it sets the tone for it. Uh, Men and women, I believe that in the month of January, we're not to concentrate on resolutions, New Year's resolutions, but we are to concentrate on getting off to a good start. If you understand what I mean, say amen. Amen. Getting off to a good start. And in our church, I'm doing a series in the book of Genesis, in Genesis. For a long time, I've wanted to preach through the entire book. But we're going to summarize uh, uh, in eight messages the entire book of Genesis. Uh, It was a very wise man that said there are two books of the Bible that you need to measure to to, uh, concentrate on and be an expert on in in order to understand God's relationship with us. That is Romans in the New Testament and Genesis in the Old Testament. Romans is a theological book. Genesis is a picture book that gives you a picture of the theology that's talked about in the book of Romans. Genesis can be neatly divided into two halves. The first half is about four great events, creation, the fall, the flood, and the nations. The second part of Genesis is about four outstanding great people, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Today we're going to talk about creation, getting off to a good start, getting off to a good start. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. Creation screams of God's love for us. Creation shouts to us that God loves us and cares for us, that we are special to him. Creation, the whole idea of beginnings, beginnings. And, and, and I believe that, that in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2, we're beginning to understand that God loves us completely. God loves us totally. God loves us unreservedly. God loves us without uh, having to work for it or to earn it. God just simply, simply loves us. It was a little boy in Sunday school that was asked, well, what is love? And he quickly responded by saying, well, what love is when my daddy reads me a bedtime story. And then he he corrected himself. 
But true love is when he doesn't skip any of the pages. God has not skipped any of the pages in his love for us. God loves us more than we could ever imagine. God loves us more than we love ourselves. And so in the next few minutes, I want to talk about God's creation as it relates to his love for us. If you understand what I mean, say amen. Point number one is simply in the beginning, God created everything. Chapter one, verse one says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. What I'd like you to do is look down at your Bibles at verse one, verse 21 and verse 27. Before we do that, I'll give you kind of an outline of the chapter. God creates everything in six days. In day one, verses three through five, he created the heaven and the earth and also divided the light from the dark. On day two, in verses six through eight, he created the water and divided the sky from the ocean. In day three, uh, verses nine through 13, he created the dry land, the grass, the trees and the plants. And then on day four, he created, uh, verses 14 through 19, he created the sun, the moon, and the stars, and set the days and the seasons in motion. In day 5, verses 20 through 23, he created the birds and the animals in the ocean. And then on day 6, he created the land and the animals and culminated his creation as his crown. He created man. But in verse 1 and verse 21 and verse 27, you will find the word create or that he created. In verse 1, he created the heaven and the earth. In verse, in verse 21, he created the great sea creatures and everything living that, that, that's in the waters. And then in verse 27, it says, he created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. What you'll notice is that whenever God got ready to make something, he spoke to what he was making. He spoke it, and then it existed. What you'll also notice is that when he got ready to make the grass, he spoke to the ground, earth, bring forth seed. When he got ready to bring forth the fish, he spoke to the waters, bring forth the abundance of fish. When he got ready to make man... He spoke to himself. He says, let us make man. And there's a great lesson there. Because whatever he brought forth had to stay connected to keep on living. The grass had to stay connected to the ground to keep on living. The fish had to stay in water to keep on living. And so therefore... Man has to stay connected to God in order to keep on living. If you understand what I'm saying, say amen. But, 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 but the opposite is true as well. If you want to kill something, pull it up from its environment. If you want to kill the grass, pull it up from the ground. If you want to kill the fish, take it out of the water. If you want to kill man, disconnect him and separate him from God. Men and women, he created everything. But point number two is simply this. Not only did he create everything, he created you. He created you. Look down at verse 26 and 27. 
It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping and living thing on earth. Verse 27, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God. He created him, male and female. He created them. What you'll notice in verse 26, it says, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then in verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. We are image bearers of the most high God. We are made of the same stuff. It doesn't mean that God looks like us. It means that we are a reflection of him. Plants have a a body, but they don't have a soul and a spirit. Animals have a body and a soul, but they don't have a spirit. Man has a body, a soul, and a spirit. We are just like God. We are image bearers of the Most High God. The same way we worship a triune God, we are tripartite people. We have a body, a soul, and a spirit. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God the Father Uh, created us for salvation. God the Son established and, and won our salvation. And God the Holy Spirit maintains our salvation. It is it is this idea in which we are image bearers of the Most High God. We are created in His image according to His likeness, and we are made of the same stuff. Well, Pastor Mike, where is there any kind of scriptural evidence of that? If you were to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, Paul prays for the Thessalonians, and he prays that they would be set apart and blameless, their whole spirit, their whole soul, and their whole body. It is almost as if what Paul is saying is the most important thing to God, and we are tripartite, is for him to work on you inside out, spirit, soul, and body. We are made of the same stuff, y'all. We are created just like him. But not only are we created just like him with regard to image, but Psalm 139 says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. There's an amen that goes right there. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, Pastor Mike, how are we fearfully and wonderfully made? Well, biology tells us that we are fearfully and wonderfully made all 263 bones that you have in your body that God has shaped you with. We're fearfully and wonderfully made with the 600 muscles that he has placed there. We're fearfully and wonderfully made with the, with the 900, over 900 miles of blood vessels that you have in your body. You are fearfully and wonderfully made with the 32 feet of intestines that you have in your body. You're wonderfully and uh, fearfully and wonderfully made with the 32 teeth. Well, some of us have 32 teeth in, in, in our mouths. We're fearfully and wonderfully made as God has created these eyes that work like cameras that send video messages to your brain. We're fearfully and wonderfully made with this tongue that has 400 cups that can distinguish between the sour and the sweet. We're fearfully and wonderfully made with a heart that beats 
uh, just about 60, between 60 and 80 times a, a minute, 72 on an average without you even thinking about it or trying to make it work. We are fearfully and wonderfully made with the uh, uh, close to 20,000 hairs in our ears that can distinguish between high notes and low notes. We're fearfully and wonderfully made with the 26 bones in our feet and the 27 bones in our hands. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 100 says, it is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are created in his image, but we're also created fearfully and wonderfully. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And God tells us how to use these bodies Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service of worship. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? He tells us how to use these bodies. He tells us how to use our eyes in some 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He tells us how to use our ears in Matthew chapter 11. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He tells us how to use our minds in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He tells us how to use our heart and our mouth. In Romans 10.10, where he says, For with the heart one believes into righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He tells us how to use our hands in Ecclesiastes chapter uh, 9, verse 10. Whatever your hands finds to do, do it with all of your might. He tells us how to use our knees in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. He says, And every knee will bow. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He tells us how to use our feet in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He says, laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily entangles us, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. You see, he has created everything, but he is also created us. If you understand what I'm saying, say amen. Not only has he created everything and he's created us, but he has created you and me for relationship. He has created us for relationship. I uh, 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 am mindful that, that, that the, the, the topic in which we're talking about today is getting off to a good start. He has given us a relationship and created us for relationship. So getting off to a good start in the year has to do with not just getting off to a good start for the 12 months. It, 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 it doesn't even mean that we're to get off to a good start for this particular month. But I believe that God is telling us we need to get off to a good start every single day. Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. Everything starts with a beginning. Your day starts with a beginning. Well, Pastor Mike, 
any good sermon, any good gospel sermon, any good reformed sermon ought to lead you to Jesus. Well, John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory as of the glory, only glory of the Father. And so you get the idea that in the beginning Jesus was there. Not only was He there, but Colossians chapter 1 tells us that all things were created by Him, for Him, and through Him. So when it says, in the beginning, God, we can rightly say, in the beginning, Jesus created the heaven and the earth. Me getting off to a good start means every single morning I need to meet with Jesus. Every single uh, minute I need to meet with Jesus. The old folk in my church used to say, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the midday, Jesus all day long. Jesus getting off To a good start means I need to have my personal relationship with Jesus as the priority of my life. It means that I need to make him number one. It means that he is not only my creator who has created me and this body that I live in, that if I belong to Jesus Christ and have have placed my faith in what he has done for me on the cross, and I am redeemed, I am born again, I am new, What it means is he is not only my creator, but he is my redeemer as well. And getting off to a good start means that I need to meet with him. I need to be in good relationship with him. In Genesis chapter 2, it says that God created man and he named him Adam. He named him Adam. Not only did he name him Adam, but he placed him in the middle of the garden. He placed him somewhere. Not only did he place him somewhere, but he put him in the garden and gave him the responsibility for tending it. Not only did he give him the responsibility for tending it, but he watched Adam as he moved and saw what he would name the animals. Not only did he do that, and by the way, let's put a parenthesis there. He uh, put him there to tend the garden. He gave him a blue-collar job. He was a gardener, but he also gave him a white-collar job because he was an accountant. He had to number the animals and name them. There's an amen that goes right there. So there is such such a, a, a valid a confirmation of both blue-collar and white-collar jobs. But anyway, not only that, but he was there, and he noticed what Adam's need was. He noticed that Adam was alone, and he said it's not good. So he made him a helper that was suitable for him. If you understand what I'm saying, say Amen. All the men in the church need to say amen because he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Amen? You're old me. Y'all don't say amen here. I'm sorry. I'm at the wrong place. I'll just have to say amen lights, amen seats up here. But he placed them in the garden. It was all about relationship. And if you were to look at the beginning of Genesis chapter 3, you would say, uh, see, that in the coolness of the day, God, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the coolness of the day. Yes, that's another sermon about sin. But it's also a good idea of relationship. He was coming to fellowship with Adam. So he's created for relationship. We're created to get off to a good start. We're created to meet with him day by day. We're created to fellowship with him. We're created to love him. We're created created to know him through his word and to fellowship with him through prayer. 
We're created to know Him through the body of Christ, other believers. We're, we're, we're created to know Him through our experiences. We're created to know Him in a loving relationship. Men and women, God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. The Word of God says, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man laid on his life for his friends. The Word of God says, But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Word of God says, And this is love. Not that we first loved God, but that he first loved us and gave his Son as a propitiation for our sins. And finally, God loves us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. If you want to get off to a good start in 2023, if you want to get off to a good start each and every month, if you want to get off to a good start each and every day, let me give you an assignment. Read one psalm and one proverb each day. If you read one psalm a day, you can finish the entire book of Psalms in five months. There are 150 of them. If you read one proverb a day, you can read through the Proverbs each and every month. You can have that intake of meeting with him. You can get his wisdom. You can get his guidance. You can get his counsel. You can get his comfort. Get off to a good start. Later for the days for us talking about how we've met with God and we really didn't. How we had a quiet time. How a verse a day keeps the devil away. Later for that, we've got to meet with God. We're living in perilous times where we have got to get a word from God. God has placed people around your life who don't know him. They need a word from you. God has placed people in your family around you who need to, uh, to know they know you're a believer they know you go to church they know you love god but have you met with him have you gotten your day off to a good start i'll close with this probably one of the the my favorite sporting events uh in each each and every few years is the track and field world championships love it it was held in in the u.s this year in oregon and, and, and I'm kind of privy to the, the, the sprints. I love the sprints. And I was looking forward to the women's 4 by 100 race where the U.S. was going up against the Jamaican team. The Jamaican team was formidable. They had beaten the U.S. a number of times. They had some of the greatest uh, sprinters in the world on their relay team. And the announcers were talking about how, how it was almost as if they were preparing us for a silver medal, saying that, 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 that uh, they're, they're, we would have to run our best race and the Jamaicans would, would, would have to falter in order for us to win. And so if you remember the race, there was a, a, a woman by the, the name of Melissa Jefferson that started started us out. She ran the curve and gave the baton to Abby Steiner, who runs at ran at Kentucky. Abby Steiner ran that 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 back straight like nobody's business, and she hands the baton to Jennifer or Jenna Prandini, who ran that curve like nobody's business, and then hands the baton off to Twanisha T T Terry, and uh, 
she, she, she barely gets to the finish line. If there was 10 other meters, the Jamaican runner would have caught her and surpassed her. But the U.S. team won the gold medal in the 4x100 women's relay in the world championships this past summer, all because they got off to a good start. If you want to win this year, you got to get off to a good start. If you want to glorify God this year and to see him do something in your life, get up early in the morning to meet him. Acknowledge that he has created everything and everything starts with him. Everything begins with him. Acknowledge that he has created you in his image. Acknowledge that he has created you and he is fearfully and that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. But get down to the brass tacks. He has created us to know him. He has created us for relationship. And when we had gone astray, the most important thing on God's mind was relationship. So he sent Jesus down so that we might have that relationship with him, so that he might break down the barrier of sin, so that he might forgive us, so that he might redeem us and reconcile us to himself. It is Jesus in the morning. It is Jesus in the midday. It is Jesus all day long. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word today. I thank you for your people. I thank you, Father, for this opportunity. And I pray that if there is one who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ today, I bid them Jesus. Jesus who died on the cross. Jesus who was buried. Jesus who rose on the third day. Jesus who lives to make intercession for us. Jesus, who desires relationship. In Jesus' name, won't you say amen, amen, and amen.
not greeted your neighbor, it's still not too late. Uh, look over at them and say hello and good morning if you haven't already. All right. Let's uh, have our benediction. Father, we thank you so much for this time of worship. I thank you again for this church, for its leadership. Lord, I ask that you would keep your hand upon me. Now to him who is able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless with exceeding great joy, to the one great and wise God, our Heavenly Father, be glory, dominion, and power henceforth now and forevermore. And all God's children said, Amen. God bless you. We are dismissed.